Okay, we're ready? Let's go. Ready. So, we've been talking a lot of off-air about random stuff. How you been? Um, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I don't feel it. You don't feel it? Nope. I'm lying right now? Yep. I don't believe you. <laughs> I could you. be lying. I wish you weren't a liar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I sometimes I feel like uh, life could be a little bit better in some situations, but I'm How very so? thankful. I'm very thankful with where I'm at. Um, you know, work could be a little bit different for me right now. I Mm -hmm. think it's just a stressful time. I decided to go back to school. So Mm -hmm. I'm back taking night classes, which is time consuming. Sweet. Um, I'm in that weird area where I feel like my jokes aren't funny. I don't know how often Ah, you go through that. Yes. Um, so I quite often, quite often. (laughs) So I'm, I'm more bummed about that, that like, you know, I'm, I'm in that weird, like, I don't know. I feel like the show that we were on last night was pretty decent it was it was okay i think um what saved me uh, we we me and daryl were at a show last night at the amazing comedy theater mm-hmm. which was pretty cool and um daryl went on right before me i feel like being bald is now like a fetish three women felt the stubble and they were like oh it's getting late they did not want to have sex because they felt the stubble that's a fetish they're like you're i love the ball you're not bald enough. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> men, it's not the same way. Like, men, has there ever been a time where you, like, rubbed up on a girl and you're, like, making out? It's um, it's amazing. You feel, like, a little bit of stubble, like, two inches above her knee and go, like, it's getting late. It's fucking getting late. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this, madame. Good day. <laughs> No, every time that you felt that, you're like, well, I guess I'm in the hairy chicks now. <laughs> this is a thing that I love now. This is amazing. Thank you for pointing this out, ladies. It's weird. Like, I, I don't like dating a lot. Um, I'm, I'm just in a romance. I love romance. I've always been in the romance. When I've, like, heard my grandparents when they got together, it was classic romance. They got together, like, and it was like that storybook scenario where my grandfather saw my grandmother from across the room, and it was a dance, and then he looked over at his buddy, and he's like, see, you see that girl over there? I'm going to marry her someday. And then he did. So romantic, right, ladies, men? Yeah. Yeah. 2019, it's not going down that way. If I were to see a girl from across the dance floor and then I looked at my buddy and was like, hey, you see that girl over there? And he's like, what girl? I'm like, you see that girl? I think she's a girl. <laughs> if she identifies as a girl, I'm gonna fuck her. Wait, if she gives consent, I'm going to fuck that girl that presumes that she's a girl today. (laughs) That's going to be amazing. That's not romantic, right? Not so romantic. I just want some romance. The last date I went on, have you ever went on a date and realized 15 minutes in you're just helping her move? (laughs) Not so fun. Which was fun, and yeah. so I just riffed off of Daryl's set, and I felt like <laughs> I felt like my own content wasn't very funny, but Daryl's, like me riffing off Daryl, was like the loudest laughs I kind of yeah. got. Yeah. 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 
going, AC? I'm Lydia, and I identify as a woman. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know, in case you were wondering. I was the one that got away from Daryl. I, um, <laughs> I was the not. <laughs> I love you, dude. Okay. Did go on a date with a guy recently that wanted to guess my ethnicity. Yeah, so I gave him a few pointers, right? I told him I was born in, well, I'm from a country in Africa. It starts with an E, and it's considered the Middle East. And he calls me Islam. <laughs> the worst part wasn't that he called me Islam. The worst part was that I, like, didn't correct them, and then I just slept with them after. And I, was like, I was like, I don't really see color either, you know? Like, he actually like ghosted me after and I, I didn't understand how that happened either. I'm like, how did this happen? How did I get ghosted? So I just started texting him and I was like, I kind of really hate it when we fight, you know, like that's <laughs> very cool. I, um, do you know my actual ethnicity? Yes, I'm Egyptian. Thank you. Uh, I, I did my research and I found out the British actually did come colonize in Egypt in 1882. So I just made up this whole scenario in my head based on my experience with white guys. Do you guys want to hear this? Yeah. Sure, okay. So the British guy wanted to sleep with this Egyptian prostitute. He wanted his butthole licked, because my experience with white guys is they like their buttholes licked. Am I right, Daryl? <laughs> Riffing yeah. always uh, tends to just, I don't know, connect with people more yeah. than um, necessarily like written material. Not saying like written material doesn't work, obviously, but I feel like sometimes audiences want to hear, oh, this, you said this genuinely for the first time. You haven't said it like a million times before this. Like, obviously, it's not like you like follow me 80 times and you're yeah. like, yeah, I just say this every time every when time. I follow Daryl. Yeah, yeah. No, it was very genuine. Mm-hmm. I think it's like that skill of when you know you have to read the room because yeah. I don't know if you remember from last night, but like my first sets that were just like my own sets were like, you know what I had written. Um, it wasn't a riff. It was more of like a script or whatever. Right. Like that wasn't hitting as hard at the room. They weren't right. as like, you know, receptive to it. They were almost like sad. They're like, oh my God, your life is so hard. That like, was that's a, so kind of the room the whole night like, Kind of, yeah. I heard it a little bit with you. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as I brought you into the picture and I was making fun of you or whatever I had said, the crowd was like dying laughing and they thought it was so mm-hmm. funny. And it was like... Okay, one, that's like a skill you have to learn to read the room, I guess. And then... Uh, well, and another thing is, is always make fun of me. Yeah, always make yeah. fun of the person that goes up in front of you. No, <laughs> no sometimes just me, you don't want to do that. Yeah, like, just, just Daryl. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you go <laughs> after him. It's like, hey, guys, I'm going to make fun of this comic. You might not know him, but he's bald and stupid. <laughs> uh, he's funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just go, you know that guy, Daryl Williams? Let me yeah, tell William, you. Yeah, William, William. I don't know what his name is. I don't is. know who he is. <laughs> who is that guy? <laughs> yeah, just he's stupid, but funny because I'm going to make fun of him right now. True. But I do like the idea of, I've I've definitely done that myself where sometimes I've riffed off of the comic before me uh-huh. and it's worked really well and I thought it was like really cool. No big deal. Like, you know, it just was a nice lead in to whatever I was going to talk about earlier. 
Mm-hmm. I already have like these things in my head. Are like, okay, I'm going to talk about dating this, blah blah blah. If I can like lead in, like, hey, this person was talking about this, I'm going to do that too. I feel like that's an easy transition. But there has been times where I've done that, and then afterwards, the comic before me hit me up and was like, hey, what gives? <laughs> like, why'd you do that? Yeah. Kind of. Not like in a super dick way, mm-hmm. but definitely like, hey, uh, how about you don't like talk about what I talk about? Yeah, or... don't riff off my stuff. Like, mm-hmm. write your own original stuff. Kind of. Yeah. And I was like, okay, noted, but yeah, come on, guy. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I've I've never like I've no one's ever come up to me and said that and I riff on a lot of people that go mm-hmm. up before me um and sometimes even people that have gone up after me like before I leave I'll say something really funny or dickish <laughs> but like uh this guy I've is never... impotent give it up for <laughs> <Give it up. laughs> Hello and welcome to This Comics Live, guys. This is me, your host, D. Williams, a.k.a. Daryl Williams, a.k.a. Dude That's Hanging Out with a lovely lady that I've known pretty much since I've been doing comedy, and she goes by the name of Lydia Shaheed. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, but you also went by a different name a little I bit. Did. I, I did. That was, um, I decided... Uh, between my professional career and my comedy career, I needed some anonymity, so I go by a different last name for comedy. Well, mm-hmm. um, it's still considered yeah, we don't a have last to throw name. Up the other yeah, one, yeah, like... yeah. No, it's still it's still a last name of mine, but mm-hmm. it's not my biological last name. So, um, mm. yeah. I wish you weren't a liar. That's that. Oh, that's as much detail I'm willing to share. <laughs> and you have a joke about having your name being mistaken for chlamydia. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why not like change it to like Lurpees or like Lades or something? <laughs> a different, a different yeah. STD mm-hmm. name. I started that joke because I was like, I was thinking about like what some of the hardest things in life. You know, like I don't know about you, but when I write jokes, I try to think about like the hardest things I've had to experience in life. Yes, yes. And then I try to make humor out of that. Yes. So it's a little bit easier to deal with. And um, no, I've growing a lot. A pretty much of all that. of it. All That's of it. pretty much. <laughs> That's the... all it is. Yeah. Yeah. What so, made me cry? Um... Let's make that funny instead. <laughs> so uh, throughout like high school, everyone called me Lydia Chlamydia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I My, fucking uh... hated it. And now that I'm like, you know, doing stand up and, and people see me like posting shows, like I wonder if the people I went to school with are like, Lydia Chlamydia is doing shows. I'm like, bitch, I got you. Oh, my own fucking joke about that. Okay. Right. right. I know it rhymes with chlamydia. Yeah, what else? Your hardship makes made me uh get a house in the bahamas <laughs> fuck you <laughs> um i had a bunch of uh f- i wouldn't say friends but um f- people in my high school that called me sterile daryl <laughs> so 
I don't want to say that's the same hardship that I felt <laughs> like that, I, or if I felt it actually worse than yeah, you. Yeah, but I feel like maybe it's a small parallel. Yeah, I mean, I was I was named a host of things. I told I did do a joke about the white power, not to one up you, mm-hmm. but I'm totally trying to one up Daryl right now. Yeah, you can though. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I, it's I, your uh, spotlight. <laughs> I um I do the white power joke about mm-hmm, someone mm-hmm. did call me say white power at me and my mom. Um, I was called, I remember when I first broke up with my first boyfriend in yeah. high school or I hooked up with my first boyfriend at a party or something. Um, they t- told everyone that he had jungle fever. Awesome. Because, uh, he hooked up with me and there was horrible rumors that, that spread after that. Have you but. hooked up with a lot of guys that are of no color? <laughs> of white? You mean white guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, white. Um, yeah, most of, most of the dudes I date are unfortunately. No, I'm just kidding. I love all my white dudes. Uh, I do. Um, there are a lot of white guys that I have dated. Um, yes. And that's just because of the region I think I live in. Like hmm. being in Orange County, like that's kind of what I have access to. It's true. And it's what I grew up with and am around all the time. And it's who I date. Have I dated men of color? Of course. Would I prefer dating a man of color? Of course. Because there's some shit that you don't have to explain to a man of color that you have to explain to a white dude. Like what? So, uh,. <sighs> For example, and I know the guy I'm dating right now is going to really hate me sharing this story, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a perfect example of this. Uh, He was using the black emoji Mm. during our texts. Like the um, black face emoji? The black face. Like, Mm -hmm. whenever time he sent an emoji. Or like the little black person. Yeah. Well, every time we would text back and forth and he would use an emoji, it would be like the black one. Like the black thumbs up or the black, like, Yeah, and it would be like the darkest one. And I I would Mm -hmm. be like... What he? I was like, why do you send that emoji? He's like, because it's funny. I'm like, what's so funny about someone's skin color? Like, I need right. to know what's so funny about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you wouldn't send that emoji to the darkest person in the room, then you probably shouldn't be sending it at all. And he was yeah. like, you're right. And that's some shit I feel like I wouldn't have to explain to a person of color because they would just be like, it's not something that would cross their mind or that they would find humorous. Like, it's not humor. Having if you wouldn't it's not humorous if you wouldn't send that black upside down smiley face to MLB. What the fuck are you talking about, man? MLB, Major League Baseball. Yeah, no, uh, the, the uh, <laughs> Martin Luther King. MLK. Uh, Martin Luther King. <laughs> I have been drinking a little. Yes, bit. Yes, he has. Yeah, MLK, Uh-oh. not MLB. Oh, you know what? This looks so bad for white. Completely people right different. That's <laughs> uh, almost. Pretty much the exact opposite. I I was like, you mean the NBA? Yeah. I was like, what are you? If I sent it to the NBA, yeah, Yeah. like Instagram account, then they'd be like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like when guys try to culturally appropriate themselves, like, or you know, black it up around you being a woman of color? I think uh, no. I just, uh, I think, I like, I like dudes. <laughs> no, to be, you're stupid. No, no, definitely not. I like woke dudes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I like a dude who's woke. Allies. That's like, that's like totally chill. Like, it doesn't sweat. He knows how to act himself and be like, you know, appropriate around everybody and anybody. You know, like, it's the dudes that you're dating that you hate to have to explain yourself to that, like, act a fool in front of a person of color and offend look they just make themselves look stupid like 
I look stupid letting you inside me when you drop stupid jokes like that, Mm -hmm. you know, or you make something like I can't let that happen. I'm not okay with it. Like I need to stop dating you because of this. Right. And it's gotten to that point multiple times. I've, I've broken up with dudes because, you know, they've made a comment or like, you know, like I remember when the first time I got braids, uh, Mm. I was dating a dude and I was like, I'm going to look different tomorrow. I'm getting braids in. And he was just like, ill why and i was like no yeah i was like why'd you say ill he's like i didn't say ill and then you completely backdropped i was like no you said ill (laughs) and i was like fuck this guy and it's little things like that where you're like do i have to explain this like Mm. i don't feel like i should have to and then you're like okay this person either needs to like level up or i need to check the fuck out so you see their point of view in a way where you're like i don't want to I wish I didn't see that or I I wish I didn't see it that way. Yeah. In that set of events. What do you mean? Like when people show their ugly side or something? Kind of. Or like, yeah, like you think this guy's cool. You Mm -hmm. think this person's like totally progressive or whatever. And you Mm -hmm. go like, hey, I'm going to like show up in braids tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, you're like, oh, wait, maybe this guy isn't this progressive or whatever. Like this guy isn't the way I thought he was. was. Yeah. No, it sucks. And I always get stuck between like, am I the one to fix this dude? You know, like I feel well, like I can change be people, but also you don't. But you can educate people. Of course. You know, and I think, you know, if he were to ever date someone of color again, I'd like to think that he wouldn't pull that shit. Well, I think you know? it's the same or thing with comedy. he would know better. Where it's like. Or if he heard one of his friends say something like that, he'd be like, dude, you probably shouldn't say that. Comedians have the best feeling towards failure. Like, we know how to deal with failure the most. Out of any person out there in this, like, world, I don't... Fight me, guys, (laughs) if you are out there and you think that you're uh, getting more failure out there. But, I mean, comics can go on stage 15 times a week and suck a dick 10 out of those five, like, 15 times and be like, oh... But still be like, well, it was five times that I did good. Did good. I mean, I'm so a victim I'll still of this too. keep yeah. going. <laughs> like, instead of a normal person that's like, yeah, but you sucked the dick 10 times, so you should fucking quit. It's something about uh, being one, like, cons- I think consistency and persistency can outlast everything. Like, if you're willing to change it up at least one time to try it a different way. I'm not about like dropping your bits, like, cause that's your art form. You shouldn't right. have to drop it, but, but you like you need it. to change it if it's not working. And if it happened to work those five times, well, what was those five times that made it work versus the other 10 times that it didn't like, you need to figure that fucking out and make sure that you continue to do it that five funny times. And if it was funny, the five other times and like you couldn't figure it out, then I mean, th- those are still struggles I deal with. Like, I don't know. And I'm, Do you feel I'm like not... saying, like, the first time you say it is the best? No. Or... Not for everything. Not everything. Not everything. There's some things where I say it, like, that time, and it's so fucking funny. It worked out perfect. And then you use it and again. And then you try to chase it. And then it fucking bombs. And you're like, ah, nobody got that. You know, but I think that's what joke writing is so fun that you can like sit there and try it out and figure out what works. And then the whole art in it is to like 
change it up and try it again and do it different. And, right. you know, people who don't change it up, if they still find joy out of that, girl, as long as there's open mics, you do your thing, boo. Like, I don't care. But uh, for me, I like, I enjoy no, getting. I find that most maddening. I find that the most thing I hate that out of anything else is that I, I watch certain comics that I've seen for years. Mm-hmm. They do a certain joke and they have not changed that joke in a two years that I've known them. Yeah. And it never worked. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> it's not worked for two years. You're not going to change one word of that. You're yeah. not going to change one you setup or any it, yeah. punch or anything. Come on, man. Well, when it's like that, doesn't it sound kind of scripted? Like it's not genuine. It's more scripted. And I, I struggle with this too. Uh, a lot of my bits I well, feel like are scripted that, and not genuine. I know so many people literally that I've known for years. I've known you for years. Mm-hmm. I've known other people that have, Every person I've had on this podcast, I've known for literal years. And if I heard a joke that hasn't been working for six months from them, I still won't go like, hey, man, how about you try this instead? Yeah. Or how about you don't do this or you say that I just so You will I give them advice them. or you won't? I, I just keep, I just, I say nothing. You don't say anything? Well, I don't say anything. I just go advice? like, well, or I just, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings by giving advice? I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to sound like. I know something more than you. What, that person. You know what like, though? I, it's the whole mansplaining, and uh, yeah. it's not even about women or men. Mm-mm. It's just you shouldn't I have to don't explain wanna it. Want to sound like I know what I'm doing uh-huh. and you don't? Yeah. Well, I will. When say... When I've been doing it literally the same amount of time as you, like I never feel like it's this collaborative. Like, hey, we're all in this together. Let's try to help. Let's do all these things. It's like no, we're all piranhas. Like fucking. Let him do his thing. Let him fucking suck a dick for eight months. Let him do that. That's his thing. I mean, you're right about that. It is your own individual journey with comedy in the sense. But also, like, I know. But after like, a I've few been doing... times, it's like, I would like to tell you, like, hey, I love that joke, but uh-huh. maybe this is a better this route. Is better. Or, and like... you have to be open to be taking advice. So, like, if you're willing to give advice, you have to be willing to take advice. And that's right? the thing. Like, and, like, I, like, just a general rule of thumb, I feel like you can learn from everybody. Like... All of life is a learning process. Like I I am here to learn from you. You're here to learn from me in every aspect of life, right? And so like even in comedy, like I know girls who've started way after me who've given me joke advice, right. you know? And at first I was like like, like a little taken to, back. Like, like like who who do you think you are giving me joke advice, you know, but that's the wrong approach. Like every, we're all in this together because we all kind of have a comedic ability. We all have an ability to write a joke and I have to be open to like hearing that side of it. And to be honest, a lot of the times I've taken that advice and it's paid off. Like, yeah. A lot of the reasons why they're giving you a joke is because they care about you and they want to see you succeed on stage. And right. all of joke writing is sometimes jumping ideas off of each other. If something's not working for you, maybe somebody else has an, like, a, an idea that, to make it work. You know? I want to see that comic. I want to see that sadistic face comic that's all like, I'm going to give all these people advice that's way horrible. Uh, that's way right. worse. Hosting abilities. Like, I'm so fucked up shit.
but I've followed you, like and I've definitely like said like, "Hey, Lydia's talking about dating. I'm going to talk about dating too." Okay, like, yeah. But I'm not like riffing. You're not like repeating my jokes or anything. But they're also like, like, "Hey, Lydia's a piece of shit. Yeah. Give it up for her, right?" Uh, <laughs> true. But um, I I also feel like um, I've said a couple jokes sometimes that were too similar to somebody else's jokes or yeah. something. And then I was like, I, I, you just don't like that feeling. Well, that feeling is just gross. And you're like, I feel like I robbed someone even though like, I had the is, same idea. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. But when it works for somebody else and then you try to do that joke that's kind of similar, then that's when you can feel like I, I'm not a joke stealer. But that kind of I have the same. You know what I mean? I have the really same ha- idea. There's two comics that I've ran into that have, um, I've never, I've never like went out and said like, Hey, you, you stole that, Mm -hmm. but I definitely like hit them up or they've hit me up and was Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I talk about very similar things. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I never took it as like a, a slight or like a, well, fuck you. Or like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? But I will say after hearing that, I stopped doing the joke. Yeah. Not because it was like. Oh, I don't want to do it because it's not mine. Yeah. It's like, well, if he's if me and somebody else is thinking that same thing, yeah. I don't want to do it. Yeah. No matter what it is. Yeah. I want to just do things that only I can think of. Yeah. That are authentic to you. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, the crowd can and I mean, not that two things couldn't be authentic to two people. Right. Like those are if it's something that's very relatable. I, I would say the same thing where like I've never thought to myself like, oh, you stole this bit. Like, this is just parallel thinking and I don't want to do this because you're obviously like in the same realm. I feel like when it comes to like saying similar jokes, you're like, it's weird how comics are kind of territorial about their material anyway. You're like, that's my shit and it can't happen to you too. Like, that's so funny to me. But it's also like, there's so many jokes to be written and so many jokes to be said. I don't give a fuck about this one. Like, if it's so much of an issue where I don't feel comfortable saying it, if you were in the room, then it's not, there's no point in keeping it around and I could just write another fucking joke. So like, that's what's so cool about comedy, but it's funny how how we're fucking territorial over everything. Well, certain things Material, like have is. A, a wide territory and certain things have like a narrow territory. And I think that's why people in this day uh, have gotten so personal with their like jokes mm-hmm. because they, it's so unique to them that nobody can steal it because it just happened to them. Yeah. It's so unique to them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, obviously me and you can both have a Tinder joke. Yeah, because we both could Tinder. Yeah, yeah, that's, could both that's be on easy. Tinder. Yeah, but then if me and you both talked about how we found, you know, a transgender person that told us they were an airplane pilot and then took us up in a C four and then told us, hey, by the way, I'm not transgender and I'm not a pilot. <laughs> Uh, then we would, if we both had that same story, yeah, clearly we'd be like, we'd be someone like, well, stole that. Yeah. Obviously. Cause it's too unique. To Unless somebody. we ran into the yeah. same transgender person. Yeah. If that was a real life situation, mm-hmm. which is highly unlikely. I that guess. needs to be yeah. a movie. That needs, <laughs> that's like the sequel to catch yeah. me if you can. It's catch me if you trans. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So that's the thing. Like there's topics that are like broad. Everybody can talk about that shit. But yeah. when it gets into the specifics, it's like, that That's didn't happen to you, to bro. You. Yeah. You know what's really tired? What's hmm. really tired? Um, the sister fucking jokes. Oh, like the the stepsister porn? Yeah, or like, like I the... fuck my I fuck my sister. I've heard so many jokes about how they fuck their sister. Mm-hmm. Haven't you heard a lot of jokes about that? Definitely. Or is it just me? Yeah. I've heard a lot of jokes about sisters. Yeah. Um I, I I had a I didn't have a joke, but 
I remember um, talking about this on the podcast about how I had a dream about my stepsister once in a, uh, a wet dream scenario. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I never had like sexual feelings towards uh-huh. her before that, uh-huh. but then afterwards, I was definitely like, "I like how raw this is getting." Hmm, <laughs> maybe I do want to see what her nipples look like. <laughs> hmm. That's so funny. But obviously, I didn't act on it. It's not yeah. like we just like hooked up later. It's like I don't know. Like that's kind of that's just like that really it happened turned, though, right? It really that happened. really happened. So it's very genuine to you. So if someone else were to do a joke like that, you'd be like, no bitch, that was my experience, right. not yours. But that's the thing. Like there's a lot of times where I'm like, that's a cool story. I'll tell it on the podcast. Yeah. Like it's a cool party story. Yeah. It's a cool. Like first date opening up. I'm going to be vulnerable. Things yeah. like that. Like, yeah. But is it going to be stage worthy? Yeah. No. Like it's, it's just, it's just a story. There's yeah. no punchline. There's no like, self-deprecation there's no mm-hmm. like it's just yeah I, I had this feeling towards my stepsister that i didn't think i was gonna have and i had it and mm-hmm. now i'm what gonna act on it no <laughs> no i'm like is he i was literally like what are you gonna say daryl <laughs> yeah and then i acted on it and then she was totally I was waiting for you to for be it, like and yeah then we filmed it <laughs> and then we put it up on Pornhub and we made a million followers and now i'm doing that see knew it Oh man! Look I for so Daryl Williams on Pornhub, you guys. I've thought about that, like not definitely being like a porn actor in the mm-hmm. sense of like being the guy that's the face. But if I could just be like the penis that's like in the video, that seems fine. Mm-hmm. I'd be down for that. Oh, all of it. It seems like a, a deep fetish. I wouldn't say. I didn't have, you know, but I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't want, I, I wouldn't want, I've I remember seen, you I've talking about pictures. this on stage. Like, did I? You talking about how um, there was a boyfriend that filmed you from behind and you didn't oh, yeah. know about it. Yeah, that did happen. Mm-hmm. That did happen. Well, that could be on Pornhub right now. It could be. And I, uh, and you're not getting trouble. any of those residuals. I know. You're not getting any of those clicks, no yeah, followers, no none of that. No money from it. Gosh darn. Have that was th- a big invasion of privacy, though. I was really mad about yeah. that. Yeah. That was unfortunate. Because he was like, he, you didn't know he was doing it until yeah, after. Yeah, until after. And I was like, what? Why would you do that? But I've, like, I've had, but you didn't, I've dated, like, force him to delete it. You didn't, you were just like, I was like, you know what? You could keep that on your phone if you don't share it with anyone. Like, but just because that's, that was, like, naive, that's right? like something. Is it? I'm pretty naive. I mean, I, to I'm not say, shocked like, that just you keep said that, that on your phone, <laughs> guy that I'm not going to talk to later. I think, no, I know he was like my boyfriend at the time. Right, we were okay. dating. So, so I, when, I, how long afterwards did it? So when we broke up like three months later, I was like, please delete all those, those pictures, all those videos. Like, and I don't want to see that. And then you just trusted him. I, I mean, I did. Yeah. I'm hoping that he was a good person. Well, and I, I, you know what? I still think he's a good person and mm-hmm. that he did delete them. Well, let me show you where it no. is on Pornhub <laughs> right now. Here we go. Mm-hmm. No. That's how I was like, oh, I should get her on the podcast. I know her in real life. <laughs> hmm, that's weird. Uh, no, I, that's like my fear. I, feel I like don't want to know would you in like, that way at all. I, know, I don't I feel know. Like, uh, like, you know how I always give Kim Kardashian shit for being like, bitch, you wanted your sex tape leaked, mm-hmm, leaked or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like since being in a position where I knew someone like unknowingly videotaped me and then yeah. put it out there. Oh, my God. That seems so horrific. Yeah, that seems I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah, I wouldn't. I've I'm not going to lie. I, I've gone on dating apps and I've ran into a bunch of comics that I've known female comics that like, you know, potential matches. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they like come up, I'm like, 
Oh, that's really? Hmm. Nah. No, I'm not. It's always like as soon as I know them in real life, I'm like, why would I swipe right? Why would I do that? Because <laughs> like, you think are all com- women comedians like trash or what? No, no you just know I'm too just, much of them. Or not only that, but I'm already like they're not going to be into me. They're, well, like, you they're... should never assume that. That's you're being a bit harsh on yourself, Daryl. But if it's do you have a rule against dating comedians? Is that what it is? No, but it's like it's almost like if I were to date a comedian. It's not going to be through Tinder. Yeah. It's going to be because real life, we're yeah. hanging out at Mike's and we connect. And yeah. It's like, it's more organic. It's, yeah, it's just like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I want in the first place. Who yeah. doesn't want to meet in real life? True. Like over like the dating app first. Yeah. Like, the dating apps are so awkward. I of did course. it for like a couple years. Oh, Everybody so has bad. to. It's like this like badge of like courage where if you're like between 20 and 35, like yeah. you just it's ubiquitous yeah it's, you it's like a rite of passage right like you have to do it before you get into a serious relationship and I as guess. a comic i feel like it's like just yeah just easy fodder where it's just like mm-hmm. i went on this online date and here's where the funny yeah. part happens <laughs> and i'm not gonna lie i've had plenty of like content come out of dating oh yeah me too but um, i as a comic want to be like i don't want to talk about this the whole set yeah i'm so over like I, it is really tired. You're like, there's more to life than just dating. Like, right. I, and I want to share that with other people, but, but for some reason, it's, it's the most relatable, and people love the dating shit. Yeah, because if you think about it, what's on everybody's fucking mind? Pussy and dick. Totally. Literally, everybody's just thinking about sex. Totally. Nobody's like, all the guys in a comedy room are just waiting. For the most part, are like, when am I gonna get laid next? You know, like that's what they're thinking. So, and I've I, been I hate the that shows for a long time. I hate the shows that we do a lot of the time like we we mentioned this last night like at a bar show like you mm. kind of have to do like the scummy shit like you have to say yeah. the stuff that's like the wow factor just right. to get people's attention right. because like, in a I bar, can't believe they said that yeah because in a bar everyone's there to like socialize and right. talk over you like nobody goes to a bar for a comedy show like let's be honest yeah so and then if there happens to be a good comedy show in a bar like people are pretty much attentive except like the people sitting at the bar actually but um bar shows are hard and you tend to say the most far out shit just to get people's attention and be able to do the rest of your set well i think that's like the first year or so when you do comedy itself too where it's like i don't have jokes i don't know what's gonna make people laugh i just know what's gonna make people pay attention yeah or like turn their head Mm -hmm. or whatever and like i i don't want to name names but yeah there's so many comics i know I don't want to be that guy that's like, I know what I'm doing and you don't. <laughs> but I just see them like they're four months in and they're just talking. About, they're going on about a story that is about them blacking out, doing a lot of drugs and fucking some person in college or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, who gives a shit? There's no jokes. There's no punchlines. We've all heard those those stories. Yeah. And that's the thing we were talking about it earlier. It's like, this makes a great story at a party. give somebody advice you're probably in your head genuinely thinking this is better like yeah, not better but like it would make more sense or you know like people i was might... confused but here's how it makes more sense to me yeah yeah or whatever exactly and you can take this 
for whatever it's worth uh-huh. and do whatever you want with it. Yeah. But also, like, I do feel like it's an ego thing. Yeah. It's all it's about very ego. It's an ego thing. Yeah. And, like, and- if you were to get advice from some guy that's been doing open mics and you don't even know who he is mm-hmm. and you maybe saw him like two or three times before mm-hmm. and he was like hey how about you do this instead yeah you'd be like uh all right whatever yeah. but if it was like dave Chappelle, oh my god like showed a- up at like the comedy store and he saw you do like you know 10 minutes in the belly room and then afterwards he's like hey hey come, let mm-hmm. me you may want to do this instead blah 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 you would be like fuck yes oh fuck damn Chappelle just told me to do this like oh my god like it holds different weight yeah it's just different like but it could literally be the same advice it's it's up to you whether you want to take that advice and use that advice people can share their advice all the time and it's up to you to be like oh I agree with that or no I don't fucking agree with that at all I'm not using that and I've been in both situations I've heard people out, but I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not doing that because of this, you know, or like I've been pretty honest. I Because a lot of people do want to give their advice. There's probably been like 50-50 like with me where like there's been people that like have heard a joke and were like, hey, how about you say this? Yeah. And half the time I was like, you know what? That's dope. Yeah. You know what? Take that. I'll take that. Yeah. And then the other half is like, you know what? Thank you. You're awesome. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And I think that's with anybody, whether it's Dave Chappelle or another comedian. But I will say. And it's not that you judge them. You're just like, that's not me. Or that's, uh, I don't see that. I don't see that angle. Or I don't, I don't. So I totally felt like an underdog recently because I did a show out in like Burbank, I think. Mm. It it was somewhere out in LA or Ventura. Like Flappers or not. It it was right next to. No, it was actually next to Flappers of Burbank. So it was in Burbank. um, But it was a different theater. And um, Annie Letterman was headlining. Yeah. And she's like a pretty good, dope dope. comedian. Definitely. And um, she was, you know, you could tell because of the type of show she was on she was kind of used like of course she was getting paid we kind of all were which was nice but like she um was using it more of an open mic like even though she was getting paid for it she was like okay this is like a a a burner show i'm here to test out my material so she came on stage and had a list of note cards with jokes on them and she was reading off the jokes on the note cards and was kind of filtering through them right and um she said a, a Jewish joke in the note cards that really offended somebody. Like it right. really offended someone in the crowd and someone ended up storming out and wow. was like, fuck you. Like, fuck that joke. That's not funny. And made a big old scene. I wasn't there. I was outside at the time. But, um, you know, Annie came out after the show and she was like really concerned about that person that stormed out. Like she was like, I want to go apologize. Like she was so professional about it. She's like, I fucked up. I said a joke that, you know, offended someone and I'm going to apologize. And she was kind of like confiding in all of us comedians after she's like, what should I do? Like, you know, should I like go apologize? Like, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. And she kept saying she felt bad for the joke. And, you know, that was an awkward situation for all of us there because we were like, who are we to give Annie advice? Like, we don't we haven't been right. doing this long enough. Like, but she should. So this is her rodeo. In that, so in that instance, she made you feel like equals. It's yeah, like she totally made us feel equal, which like, was cool. Just like me at this moment. What should I do? Yeah. Like, what would you do? But then she um, when I, I felt like it, I don't know if she was asking for advice, but I gave advice because I wasn't sure how to approach it. All of it was like too nerve wracking for me. And what did you say? And I was like. I was like, don't drop the joke. Drop the joke. Just know that you might offend some Russian people next time. Like, you might just do that. Don't say it in the Russian bathhouses. Just just know that it might happen. And she was just like, one, like, like, I kind of felt like 
I was out of my league giving someone like her advice. No like shit. I shouldn't have like, done it. You should it. be giving me advice. Yeah, you should like... be giving me advice. But it was an awkward situation again. Like she was like all worried about offending someone. She didn't know what to do. And I feel like when someone's uncomfortable and uneasy, you want to try to help fix that. Well, that's and the thing. Like I was out. I guess I was in the wrong. I don't really know. I don't know if she even remembers or even noticed or cared. I felt like she just kind of was like, of course, and just walked off. But um, the weird thing is, is that this is like the most. PC time like yeah where everybody's so worried about like what to say or what not yeah. to say yeah. do you ever feel like after you say a joke you're like oh shouldn't have said that shouldn't have said that all the time there's a whole bit that I'm like I shouldn't have fucking said that and I have it on YouTube and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm like I need to take that shit down off YouTube and what I is shouldn't it? have said it I said a joke about um I use the R word uh oh. And I call um I don't even want to repeat it because I don't want to. A rap scallion? <laughs> I I use the word retarded. <gasps> and I I'm what not if gonna just say retarded. I'm not gonna say who I called retarded. Uh, I'm not gonna say that I didn't also call myself retarded, but will it offend someone? Yes. And I realized that I was gonna offend someone when I had someone come to a show that I didn't feel comfortable saying that in front of and I was like, I like can't coworkers? do this joke. No, I don't care about that. It was um somebody else. And uh It's crazy how like you're a special needs teacher in mm-hmm. by day. Yeah. And the fact that you like can't say that word like in jest, that's funny to me. That's like so oh, it kills amazing me. to me. It kills me that there's so many things and this is why I feel like I can't be a teacher for very long because mm. there's a pr- level of professionalism I just don't have. Like, you know, there's a quality of professionalism that people who work in the field should have. And I don't have it because I like to tell jokes and I don't take anything serious. And right. words are words. And I think actions speak louder than words. I've totally. always been a big fan of that. So or a believer in that. So I don't uh, I struggle with it a lot. I struggle with it all the time. And that's one of the reasons why I go by an anon- like a different last name so I can have some anonymity and I have the freedom to kind of say what I want when I want because you feel like you're going crazy when there's all these things you wish you could say but you can't but there's also an ethical thing I'm learning I'm still learning Um, so like if you don't feel just like how I told that dude about the black emoji Mm -hmm. if you don't feel comfortable saying this to the darkest person in the room I shouldn't feel comfortable saying I shouldn't be saying the R word if I don't feel comfortable saying it in front of everybody what about like other like euphemisms like Riri or like special and and why actually get into like special needs education in the first place? In the first place, so it, I started before I started comedy, obviously. Um, Clearly, and I um. Well, obviously, yeah, you wouldn't start it after you did comedy. Uh, I think it would. I could if I wanted. I guess to. you could. Um, I think for it material. might be harder. Yeah, yeah, it might be harder. Not that I use teaching special ed for material a lot. I just I use teaching in general, like the whole bureaucratic business that teaching is and it's really frustrating and I think I used it as an outlet to begin with um again I I was a teacher for I've been a teacher now for like five years okay and um I love teaching I do um I started comedy like three years ago about after I had a series of really bad things happen in my life like you know Ooh. yeah like I went through a really bad breakup I what? broke my oh, I right. broke my back I remember her- hearing you talk about that yeah, breakup That breakup I know a lot about you <laughs> True true through the last... And I feel like you don't know anything about me 
Probably. Yeah, probably. No, not. I'm very selfish. I feel like in a weird way, like I'm stalking you, but not like I'm stalking you like in a like <laughs> creepy way, but it's just like, oh, I've just known you for no, a while. For a while. No, and that's I've heard good. like things. And I feel like with me, like I have that like photographic memory where like if I hear a lot of people like say bits for the first time, like uh-huh. I'll, I'll remember, you remember them. them. Yeah, that's remember a very that. good quality. I wish I had that quality. I, I find don't. it creepy <laughs> though, like because that's the thing, like everybody's based on this like idea of like, we don't all have like great memories. Like every, it's almost like it's not cool to have a great memory because if I like met five dudes one time and then like I ran into those same five dudes at a party like six months ago, like later, Mm -hmm. like they all like, presumably we're like oh i'm meeting you again for the first time or whatever and i'm like oh no i know you april before yeah john I've met you before doug blah blah blah, blah. they're like what the fuck yeah. like how do you know me and i'm like no. yeah because i met you six months ago bro like that happens to me too though like i've met people and like they're like hi they reintroduce themselves and i'm like right. that happens to everybody and it's not like i feel like there's some situations you say, that you remember people and there's other situations you don't and that happens to everybody like to one person i'm not going to be m- memorable but to another person i'm going to be very memorable and mm-hmm. that's why we're all fucking different and that's well, okay lydia you're memorable to thank me. you i appreciate that you need to be a little bit more memorable to me. I I'm know. I, I definitely need, <laughs> I need to uh, that's what, be no, you stand are. out. You know what, Daryl? Like, hey, what's up, guys? I love your bald-headed jokes. Thank you. I do love them. And you do do a lot of dating stuff. That's what I remember you mm-hmm. for. And, you know, I've been on this podcast before, so I know your cat. You know where you live. <laughs> I feel like I know you too, dude. I think if there you can I think you can say anything you want on stage to be honest it's all but about your delivery There has to be more it has to be written it has it there does. has to be setup punch Yeah I I mean I'm not gonna, I don't know I know I like to have a punch you know sometimes with even for myself I still consider myself a newer comic and like just finding the setup can take a long time and you're, for sure. you feel like you're talking about like even when I do my dating shit it seems so mundane and just annoying. Like, who? no one gives a fuck about my dating life. Why am I even saying this? But just to get to your punchline or whatever you think is funny about it, you have to do the setup. Or you're still trying to work that out, you know. I but. think there's certain jokes that I've heard from you that are definitely like you set up and then you hit them with a, a a punchline. A punchline. Yeah. It's not like there's this like huge drawn out story for like a minute and a half. And yeah, then, like, there's this little like tired, peered yeah. off little like tag. It's like, yeah. no, it's like a sentence and then wham. Punch, yeah. I mean, when you can tighten it up like that, that's the key. But, but getting it, to getting to the point to tighten it up. I think a lot of people have problems with excess. Like, let's be honest, sure. where everyone's too excessive, whether it's with our words, whether it's with material items, with fucking anything you can be too extra so being able to like clean something and cut that shit out and be like that's not important like that's fucking hard man that's one thing that like i learned from april is uh she always had that phrase of uh kill your darlings if there's a sentence that doesn't mean anything Mm -hmm. or doesn't add to to something cut it like who cares about that like just and that's the whole thing is that if it's not working, you need to edit that or mm-hmm. stop doing it. Yeah. Like, why are you doing it 20, 
30 more times 50 more times i mean i do that shit all the time and i know from experience is because it's like a like it's in your set like not just in your setup but like it's in the storyline you know what i mean mm-hmm. like when you have like i have a really hard time cutting things out because i'm like well this is how i've said it and i've always said it and this is how i can remember to say it right you know but like i feel like i get stuck with how i say things and then i get scared to switch it up and say it different or right. i don't know how to say it different i'm still right. working out how to say it and so you get stuck saying all this unnecessary shit that you could cut out but i mean that's the whole art in it right like you it's all about delivery and then like reassessment and then redelivery and reassessment and like even you know the big guys they go who produce specials or even like i could have fixed this up or tightened this up better like it's always a work in progress which is fun but well obviously you know, yeah get, every guy that watches their special like three months afterwards is going to be like oh i could have tagged it with this, this better I done this mm-hmm. blah, blah blah but yeah obviously you just stamped it in this moment in time yeah but I find it so funny when like, or f- so fascinating as well, where you hear guys like Tom Segura that will like do a special, record their special, and then literally do like that same special a week later after they recorded it and killed. Mm-hmm. And then that week later, it just does nothing. They just suck a huge dick. <laughs> and you're literally like, wow. Like, how could this like be something that you like record and have be your like legacy and then you a week later take that same material and everybody was like yeah i don't care this is stupid no sir i don't like it so he like he performed his material that was already released and it sucked like he did the crowd the week later like he recorded it but obviously it wasn't going to be put out and until like months later uh, so like during that it, like before fine, it came still, out he, he was, was still, still doing on it, it. Yeah. yeah and then it wasn't people weren't receptive and they to they did it. not care god that's so scary <laughs> could you imagine that yeah oh my like god. that's the thing about comedy is yeah. like like that's the one art form where like like i don't think that like musicians get that swing where like you go from town to town and one town is like this is amazing and then the next town is like fuck you yeah. like, it's it's a diff- It's definitely weird how the crowds can change. As long as you're playing Freebird, every town's gonna like you. Like, yeah, you have to find something that's relatable for the masses, not just for like a specific group of people that live in one area. Oh, for sure. Do you yeah. think like your material is international or like mm, not at really. least maybe it could work in different states? I feel like well, you know when I do my like my teaching stuff, like some of that could be right. in out of state just because of how big of like you know wait there's other special education <laughs> yeah so just out there yeah so i mean it could be relatable special i mean it could be relatable to a lot of people with the teaching mm-hmm. stuff everything else you know not so much like i have like a whole like street joke about like a street in the community i work in right and i mean that for sure that's barely like if i go to the next city and do that it's it doesn't hit but obviously people don't know i don't want to say this in a pejorative but if you went maybe towards like the urban towns they might know, yeah. Of course, I, like I mean, Atlanta, Chicago, or yeah. whatever. Like they'd be like, "Yeah, we get it." Yeah, maybe. Um, I know, like all throughout LA County, I can do that joke and it yeah. hits. But if I do it like the Orange County, which is literally like in the next county over, right. people are like, "I don't know what you're saying." Their monocles like yeah. drop into their teacups, yeah, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna 
write a staunch Yelp review about yeah. this. And then they throw their scarf over their shoulder. <laughs> and then, yeah, I even, even my Home Depot joke that is like my most proud I like that joke. joke like a lot. I, it's my favorite joke. I feel like it's really the only joke I have sometimes. <laughs> but um, I feel like that one, if I were to go out of state, like I remember I went to Atlanta and did a set. Mm. And I was like, do you guys have Home Depots here? And if you do, do like people just hang out in the front, like right. workers? And do they right. want to get picked up? Like, is that what it is? Right. Like, because I, I have a joke about that and I can't do that joke out here if, if they don't have that. And so I think I did that joke and I don't think people really good. I think in some areas where there's different types of home improvement or there's not a lot right. of people who like a regional stand thing. outside looking for work outside of those like home improvement places they're not going to get it and so mm. like that part i'm like okay maybe i'm not a traveling comedian because they don't have the jokes that could fit the masses mm-hmm. you know like i can only a localized comedian for the time being you know which is i guess okay it, it's weird how you would think that something is universal like mm. oh everybody knows this yeah. and then you quickly go to another city and you're like wait nobody knows about this yeah. it's just this city or it's just this region yeah it's funny to think that uh, guys hanging out at Home Depot only happens in SoCal. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's like a thing where maybe other you know, cities like have gotten a, like an app or something. Yeah, maybe it's different, or you know, like you know, people don't need. There isn't like such an overpopulation of people right. in one area. They're like, that oh, well, we'll just get looking jobs for work, yeah. you know, and so it's not. I don't know how it is. Uh, I know it even varies sometimes from city to city because I know in some cities you don't see that at all, even in California. So I, I, if I were to talk about something that was more universal, I feel like maybe my general mutilation joke is pretty universal just because that was like happened out of the country to a lot of women and that was like historical. So like that yeah, is probably obviously something. Every woman would be kind of like, yeah, I get your your struggle sister or whatever but that bit is also very hard to talk about and you cannot talk you cannot do that bit in a lot of rooms no you can't you're gonna lose a lot of people and i have i think it's not that it's not funny it's that they don't want to laugh at that topic yeah it's too hard to laugh at yeah they're just like that feels more like i feel bad laughing at it not good laughing at it yeah but also i like the idea of like the juxtaposition of that versus like I, uh, you know, swindled a guy out of $300 to have sex with me. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, yeah, that guy's a piece of shit. I'll laugh at that. Like, that's the difference. It's yeah. like, it's still like, these things are wrong. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be laughing at these things. Yeah. But one's more like on the the jokes on this guy versus the jokes on me. I I think with the really hard topics, you know, it's- how for someone like me, I don't know how to deal with them unless I can laugh at them. Mm-hmm. And so and I think that's like how a lot of people should, you know, or at least some people that have the same personality type as me or other people, you know, that can relate to me. Like maybe I should start to laugh at my problems more because that's going to help me get through it. Like it helped her. Like I, I see myself a little bit in her. Or maybe I could learn to laugh at my problems a little bit more. So like, I feel like that's all it was. Like it's me turning in my problems into jokes and making them relatable. And, and that's it. I hope that people could relate and laugh at that too. The biggest through line that I see a bunch of comics doing that are becoming really successful is that they have this idea of like, I'm going to make fun of myself and by myself laughing at me, Mm-hmm. and you can laugh at I'm me I'm inviting now. you to laugh at me too. Yeah, and now they're as soon as you let them in, they're like, oh, thank you. This is going to be amazing because yeah. now I didn't want to laugh at you before, but now you're letting me, and now I will. Yeah. 
that's why so much like it's it's all about personal situations yeah. it's not about like what's the deal with airplane food yeah it's i can't believe that airplane food uh singed my balls when i put it on my lap I think uh, someone did a really good example of this last night mm. at the ACT, and his um, his name's Kazim. I'm gonna name drop right mm-hmm. now, um, but Kazim like invites you in the beginning. He's like, "Look, this is how it is. I'm gonna say this one joke. You're gonna fucking think it's so funny, and then I'm gonna say these other jokes, and everybody's gonna be like, okay. And then the other jokes, I'm just gonna crush. It's just like he's inviting you to laugh <laughs> at all his jokes throughout right. the process, but he's setting you up for it. Mm-hmm. And so like. I mean, that that's funny. He's setting people up to laugh at him, which is like important because a lot of people and I'll even fall victim of this. They use an open mic kind of like a like a therapy session. And oh, it's, for sure. And it's not a therapy session. You're no. there to entertain a you're group of people. You're not airing out your dirty laundry. No. And you're fucking making jokes. Yeah. And I mean, I've done this too at open mics a lot of the time. I think airing out my dirty laundry will help me find something funny. And mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's just me airing out my dirty laundry to a bunch of sad, lonely comics. Yeah. And <laughs> like, it just makes just, you feel more depressed. Yeah, afterwards yeah. you don't feel energized you don't feel like rejuvenated yeah you're not like oh i found some gold you're like oh I'm, why did i do that yeah i fucking just wasted in two hours here exactly yeah i've done joke writing so is many quite times the skill. have you yeah oh yeah like i've uh, i definitely yeah i i, I self-deprecate like I, I find it funny because I didn't used to do this a lot. I used to just like, yeah, come up with funny situations and like, like I, I have a joke that's working a lot about like not being sorry, playing the game. Sorry. Um, I love board games. I was playing some board games with my family over the uh, weekend and I realized I've never been sorry playing the game. Sorry. Never, never once have I landed on a, like a, an opponent's piece and was like, Oh shit. Give me a minute, guys. Are you sure we have to do this? Sure we have to do this one rule that this fucking game makes us do? Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Never been that way. Every single time I've landed on a piece, I've been like, fuck you, bitch! Fuck you, Gary! I don't care that you've been married to my mom for five months, you're losing tonight! Fuck you, Gary! Speaking of Gary real quick, but before I end this, he wanted me to call him dad from day one. He's the third stepdad. Not gonna do it. It went from Barry to Larry to Gary. No joke. Straight up. The fourth one better be a Denzel. Also, I'm not gonna call a guy dad that's been in my mom less than I have. Never. I've been in her nine months straight. It's been in her a couple of minutes the other day. And things like that where it's like, okay, that's just silly. Yeah. And, but then like, I've been moving into like, like being bald and like going bald at an early age and things like that. And then like, that's, it's, it feels like it's like, it's more fulfilling. I feel like this is a better joke. Like this is the direction I want to go, but it's not foolproof. Sometimes that shit will hit. Sometimes it'll miss. Yeah. But the silly stuff hits Always every hits. time. 
and then I just like battle with like, do I want to just be this silly guy? Yeah. Versus, do I want to have things that like really matter to me and be like mm-hmm. this guy that like, no, I'm talking about real stuff that hits me, just me yeah. personally. Like, try to go into that other echelon. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I feel like I just right now I just want a good mix of both. Yeah. I just I like being silly. Mm-hmm. And if it's all about just writing for me, like sometimes like I'll get into a stage where I'll just write a bunch of silly stuff. And then like a month later, it's like, I just write stuff. That's just about me. That just ever, happened to me. Do you ever perform that silly stuff? Do you ever, like, of course, all the time, all the time. And I feel like the silly stuff also kind of like gives people like a breather. Yeah. Like, Oh, here's some serious shit. Oh, that didn't work here's a silly little one-liner mm-hmm. that like cuts the edge and like is this weird juxtaposition and then just makes me reset to like maybe something else that's a little deeper again. Mm-hmm. The idea of like my first silly thought was um, it'd be awesome if I farted on a bicycle and the velocity of the fart would be the velocity of like how much it boosted me on that bike. <laughs> Pushed you forward. Yeah. Like if I farted like little yeah. like it like hit me like 15% faster. <laughs> but if i like literally almost shit my pants i'd be like going like almost mock one yeah yeah (laughs) and that type of silly stuff would be like oh okay i'll just keep that in my back pocket i think you should totally do that joke actually and i do i laughed at that (laughs) but also like sometimes when i'm like oh i'm gonna talk about like me getting like on the like being in this horrible date it's weird to be like okay that date shit didn't work here's some fart humor yeah that's when you can, yeah, read the room. Fart stuff usually always works, though. It usually does, yeah. for I have sure. a fart joke, too. Yeah? Yeah. You don't have to share it on this, but it I usually can. goes well, or? Uh, it's 50-50. I talk about how a guy mm. dumped me for farting in my sleep, and it wasn't really the really? exact situation. Yeah. he, I, We were breaking up. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, you know, kind of ending things, and so, because I, I didn't want to hang out with that person anymore. I was right. annoyed with them. And so, um he kind of retaliated. He was like, whatever, you're not even all that. You fart in your sleep and it smells really bad. <laughs> and I was like, shit, really? So then I turned it into a joke and nice. I was like, yeah, but I, I don't make it as funny as the actual situation, which means that I should probably go back and fix it. But like, yeah. um, I talk about how a guy farted in my sleep or a guy dumped me because he said I farted in my sleep and I just want to know like, who's that bitch that's holding it in? You know, mm-hmm. like, who is yeah, she? Why she was like, yeah. yeah, who clenches in their sleep? Nobody. Like, how angry are you? Or you're like, I need to clench in my I, sleep. Uh, looked on google and they said that uh according to google uh women fart 12 times in their sleep and men only fart nine times wow so you're better than us so you fart less apparent no i think you're better than us because you fart more (laughs) (laughs) yeah like everyone like just women are just crushing it in every single thing true they fart more than us they just (laughs) they they have more babies than us true they uh, love more than us. They have better tits than us. Uh, they're just amazing. I wish sometimes I was a woman, not in the sense of like wanting to be like a transgender, mm-hmm. just because I just want the benefits that women get. Mm, women don't get that many. There's a lot of bad shit that comes with being mm, a woman too. I mean, too. obviously. So let's talk about. We could talk. Well, we could talk not about this type that. of podcast. Yeah. No, but, that, uh, this is not that type <laughs> of podcast. 
it's funny because I used to have a lot of uh, jokes about like men are like this, men are like this, and those mm. never work. At least for me, I don't know maybe, why. Maybe the maybe you're wrong about one of those things. Maybe yeah, most men women are aren't mostly that way, not that or way. men are mostly mm-hmm. that way, mm-hmm. or people just don't see it that way. Maybe it's usually that like yeah. where there's always that contrarian that's like in the audience is like that's not me. And you're don't like, you hate yeah, that? Yeah, it is. You just are a puss. Don't you hate that? You're like, damn it, it was just me. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate that? Yes, you're like, I tell jokes yes. to try to make myself feel like everybody else. And then when you realize that you're not, you're like, oh my God, like, that oh, was wow. just me. Mm, mm, I'm so fucked up. Mm, <laughs> mm. Oh, so I was the only person that could take a 12 inch dick? <laughs> damn Weird. it. Weird. <laughs> I don't have jokes like that. Daryl does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I don't want to like presume that on you. Like, but it would be weird if you did. Um, yeah, I won't say. I kind of do. I kind of don't. You know. Right. Joke writing's fun. Yeah, yeah. I like your jokes about men most of the time. Which ones don't you like? Um. Are you scared to say? Should we not go there? I like the joke about getting like Venmo money. Okay. But also, as a guy, I'm like, dude. What a piece of shit. What a, why'd you do that? Like, why did I take You didn't the money? see the signs? Like, you didn't see these, like, open... Like, why, why? You're just a chump. Like, you got played, man. Like, the guy got played? Yeah. Oh. Well, I'll say this with that dude in specific. Because I, I genuinely do care for everyone I date. Even though it doesn't always sound like that through my through my stand-up but what it is is i'm tired of a lot of fucking dudes yeah. like i i i love everybody but i'm tired of your behavior and so like with that dude he um he was entertaining all his exes that's literally what it was he I, entertained his exes i know this is not this type of podcast but that's why i wrote that joke was like he did try to send me money it wasn't like i was trying to play him but i had turned him down right, because i wasn't right. willing to continue to mess around with a guy that entertained his i'm not exes. saying you shouldn't have done what you did and or uh, that it's not funny yeah for sure but as a guy looking at it as a guy i'm like you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Yeah. Like, you're a fucking dumbass. He is an idiot. And that was my bad for dating an idiot. But you know what? I feel like also, like, I, I'm i never going to, like, disparage a girl's, um, you know, story or joke about, like, you know, the guy. But, yeah, like, it's always the guy being the butt, not you being the butt. Yeah. Um, I did do a, a rich joke about me dating rich guys mm-hmm. and how he dumped me. Oh yeah, I do I remember have done that. that. And so that's me making fun of myself for wanting mm-hmm. to date rich dudes. Um but yeah, I I do have a lot of jokes about uh I like the joke about you jumping off the Oh, cliff. I haven't done that one. I love how you remember a lot of my bits. Yeah. I'm like I haven't done that one in a long time. Well, I'm I'm, you know, cr- having all these notes in front of me <laughs> and uh, I'm secretly no. following your whole career from <laughs> beginning to end. Definitely not, but uh that one is a really funny joke. I missed that one and I've been meaning to bring it back. It's about how I jump in, into the water yeah. from a cliff off a cliff on a bumble date. It was on mm-hmm. a bumble date and I jumped off this cliff into the water and I the true story was I did break my back. That's a That's real nuts. thing. And in this situation I thought I was gonna drown and die and I I look back at to what made me use my arms to stay afloat and it was that I was really thirsty for the D and so that's what made me come I wasn't done with my bumble date and so um, I yeah that's another shit situation that happened to me that I try to find the humor in you that's know? the thing though is like yeah. me, with me just being a guy mm-hmm. and this might have no validity but yeah I like those stories yeah where it's like oh it's like you 
going through this stupid moment instead yeah. of like this is dumb dumbass dude yeah and and i'm not saying like i don't have the same things yeah. it's not like i'm not like it's all about me all the time and yeah. i've never talked about some mm-hmm. like crazy bitch that's yeah. done some weird things to mm-hmm. me but maybe it's that's the thing like we were talking about earlier where it's like in this day and age it's all about like i think what gravitates more is like personal stories yeah that involve you yeah i mean all of them are personal stories it's just how i how i um you know like how i repeat them right you know like or right. what i took out of it it's like okay i dated a rich dude i fucked up by asking him how much money he makes or how much money he had how much his ex-wife got in their divorce settlement i asked his friends how much money he had and i kind of burned myself because i was so excited about dating rich dude how and much like, was it uh i'm not sure like but he was seven he was figures a, he wasn't like disgustingly rich but he was like he had wealth and right. so like and like you know when girls see that they're like oh fuck that means like you know it's like safety it's almost like a security you know like when a guy could, owns a house owns his own bar owns his own cars like in his mid-30s and you know has all these things and lives a really nice life you're like wow can i lock you down mm-hmm. like you're all the what security do you see I want. when you see a guy that's like making a paycheck to paycheck living with like a, <laughs> another stand-up comedian in a <laughs> studio apartment at 37 um i mean it's not really my type you know mm-hmm. but i'm not saying that it wouldn't be some other person's type you know okay, is okay. that is, is, is that too raw should we cut that out no we should definitely keep that in <laughs> Um, guys, I'm going to be alone forever. <laughs> Daryl, there's someone out there for you, I promise. Yeah, she's blind and probably doesn't no. uh, make a lot of money herself. Okay, so guys, you might know this. I always talk to my guests with these questions at the end of this episode, and it's called Inside the Comic Studio, and uh, they're just kind of, not rapid-fire questions, but just questions that might elicit some uh, interesting answers. Um, I want to say there are 10 questions in total. Okay. Okay. First question, what subject would you like to talk about but haven't yet on stage? I don't know if there's anything I haven't talked about. Um, I recently did have a hard time like talking about my dad in bits mm-hmm. um, just because it's been a really sore subject and I've ha- had a hard time finding humor in it and I've wanted to find humor in it to help me move through it kind of. So, so you wanted um, to talk about your dad more? Or? Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm talking about, uh, I did, I recently did a joke about being at my dad's funeral and oh, wow. uh, did, uh, <laughs> someone was throwing holy water on all of us and how it startled me and I started laughing at my own dad's funeral and how mm-hmm. fucking wrong that was. Um, and then I just felt like, you know, in my head, I was interpreting it like um, the, the, this priest was throwing holy water to, cl- to cleanse me from my ho-ness because he knew I was going to be ho since I had a, I just lost my dad and how <laughs> I kind of just liked it on my back instead of my face. And then I just I, mm. I say that my ho shit. Um, yeah. Is it better on the back than the face? Mm, I don't really know, to be honest. But oh, uh, yeah, you that's just, how like, I, I, I wrote the joke, and mm. I'm not the biggest fan of it, to be honest. But that was uh, my approach to it. So, that yeah, it was one of the things that I had a hard time uh, talking about. I, I, I feel like it would be better on the back if I had to choose mm. than the face. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Maybe the tits. I would like that. 
Okay, guys, he likes it on the back, the guys, face, and the tits. Yep, yep. Okay. Ladies, if you want to squirt on my tits, that's fine <laughs> with me. Okay, next question. What is your favorite joke that never gets a laugh? Um, I do this joke about uh, getting ghosted by a guy. Mm-hmm. And, I do um, remember that joke. Um, Not he, that I want to brag. Um, but uh, I get ghosted by him, and I don't get why I get ghosted, so I say uh, I hate it when we fight. And I love that joke. I think it's so funny. I feel like it's hit before. But, I feel like I've uh, seen that. It doesn't always hit. Really? I've gone okay. through a couple of times where I was like, I need to drop this joke mm. because it doesn't work anymore. And then all of a sudden, I'll bring it back again because I feel like it's in my structured like routine of how I tell my jokes. Right. And so I, it's like a habit for me to repeat it. And then um, I feel it, like, and then sometimes it will hit. Like it hits like thirty percent of the time. I feel like some jokes I've initially when I told it by itself, it did not work at all. But then when I like sandwiched it in between like two other jokes, suddenly it worked as that like three joke couplet or whatever. Yeah, it worked in the, as a setup to something else yeah. maybe. Yeah. It's like this joke followed by that mm-hmm. now works. Yeah. But by itself doesn't, doesn't really do work. anything. Yeah. Like and you're not gonna find that like initially. You're not mm-hmm. you don't know that. You don't know like, oh it, it needs to have this before or yeah. it needs to like have this setup more yeah. or whatever. Like that's the thing with like it's just that trial and error. Yep. Just the fun and joke writing. No, it's the horrible <laughs> thing that makes you want to quit every day. True. Don't do it. Okay, next question. If hell exists, what would you like to hear Satan say to you? You were right about everything. Of course you were. <laughs> do you believe in an afterlife? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I believe in it. Um, I'd like to think well, that like coming. when you die... You have to question it. Yeah, I think when you die, you kind of just go to sleep forever. And it seems really peaceful and serene. And you're just asleep. And that's okay. And that's how I picture death. And maybe like um, a molecule seems- like goes into a worm. And a molecule goes into a, a cedar tree. And you call it a life. Yeah, and I, I don't know if that's what happens. I don't know. But I do know that like... That's how I interpret death, and everyone can interpret death differently or the afterlife differently. And there's something that's real. Like it seems exhausting to go to hell and have to deal with other people. Like when I die, <laughs> I want it to be done. I want to be by myself, yeah, you just be done. and I don't yeah, want to deal over. with anyone's bullshit. And yeah. I don't want to listen to anybody. I just want to be a fucking at rest. Right. Eternity I want to be at way rest. Sounds horrible. Sounds horrible. And like these people who are like, I believe in an afterlife. Like bitch, by yourself. Like go. Right. I, I don't to- want to spend eternity with. You You have to hang out in the clouds forever now with you. I cannot. Or I have to hang out in hell with you with you with you forever. Let me be by myself. Just let me have nothing. Yes. Yeah. Let me be asleep. Yeah. I like that very much. So I like the idea of also like yeah. Most comedians, it's like we're only talking about something else because like we're contrarians. We just like to be like yeah, maybe not. Well, some of us all think differently. Like, I know that there's some comedians that do believe in an afterlife. You know, and they true. believe in heaven and hell and they practice. And there's other comedians that believe in other forms of afterlife, like reincarnation. And that's very much true to them. And I'm not one to sit here and be like, this is the, the way, the truth of the life. Like, I don't, I don't fucking know, dog. But uh, what I do know is what I'd like to see for myself, which is rest for an eternity. 
Well, I like that Lydia called me dog. <laughs> um, let's move on to the next question. What sexual position will you never try again on oh, stage? God. Sexual position? Yeah, like an act out. Or like, is there something that you're like, no, that's I can't not me. do that. Um, I'm not going to get like theoretically humped on a stool or something. Oh, like yeah, that. I would never like, do that. I would never like, I've never really done a lot of act outs like that. Um, I like think if you talk I about shaked a my job, ass. Are you going to like make the motion? The mic. I don't know if I would talk about a blowjob. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe I would. You don't do those. I don't. I don't do blowjob jokes. I'm not opposed to them, but uh, <laughs> I just haven't done it. She does blowjobs, guys, but uh, not blowjob. Yeah, jokes. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I haven't. The only sexual thing I've done on stage was like shake my ass. Like a um, twerking motion? Yeah, like I remember it was for a joke battle too. And so mm-hmm. like I, I wanted, to, you needed to hype up the crowd to see who they wanted to pick as like the best, the funniest performer of the night. And I turned around and started twerking to help the crowd Do you feel like me. you Which do were, a, a good twerking motion or are you like a good twerking? I'm doing okay. I definitely could take a couple twerk classes for sure. I could practice more in the mirror, but I think oh, I'd do okay. Wow. That could be like a next thing that you do in case comedy doesn't work out. Is twerk. Take is a twerk teach class, twerking twerk. classes. I, that's yeah. definitely a possibility. You know, like if things don't work out for me, I feel like I will always figure something out. It seems uh, a little stressful to be honest, but I think I, I need to trust myself in that I would figure something creative else out. Something else. It does feel like, like this day and age, like nobody's into this like, like back in the 40s and 50s it's like, oh, I'll do this for 40 years and then call it a day and then like, you know, retire and then maybe have 10 more years left. Like, with now this, like, the last three generations, it's been like I don't want to do something for yeah. more than five years. Yeah. Like I'm going to do like eight jobs throughout my life or I'm going to do 12 jobs yeah. or whatever. It's like just this weird, like fuck longevity. It's like, yeah. as soon as it gets boring, fuck that. Okay. Next question. What profession would you like to see abolished? What profession would I like to see abolished? Um, the yeah. president. <laughs> oh, okay. No more president. No more president. Let's just have like a group of people running it. Like um, a, uh, like, like a republic, like the Romans. Yeah. Maybe like, a, it's like a consensus of like six or seven people. Right. A Senate. Senate. Just Senate and, uh, executive branch or not executive, just, uh, judiciary. Okay, and... He knows all the words I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone took government and passed it. I took. Not me. I uh, graduated in uh, poli sci. Oh, so you know all the shit. Yeah, you can teach me three branches things. of the government. Yes, I should know this. I feel really dumb mm-hmm. right now. Judiciary, executive, and uh, legislative. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, something like that. I think uh, having one president is a little unnecessary for the way the the country tends to run things. I agree. I mean, yeah, we don't need another Trump. No. Okay, moving on. What celebrity needs to shut up on social media? Donald Trump. <laughs> Speaking of, thinking about president. the president, that guy just needs to shut the fuck up already. Yeah, I agree. Next question: Describe your comedy in three emojis. Uh, the sad crying one. Like the the little cry, or like the sobbing one. Like the, the one, one that like, has yeah, like, like uh, waterfalls. Yeah, coming waterfalls out. coming yeah. out. He's okay. like, why do I do this? This is so sad. Okay, that, that the upside up- down one. Okay, that's like smiling. Uh, or- that's smiling, but it's upside down. You're like, what? Okay. I'm confused. Um, and uh, 
what's the what's the last one? I, could I add like the shoulder shrug? Like I don't know. Yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah I like the shoulder shrug. The shoulder shrug. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. those are my three: the sad crying one, the um, what did I say? The upside down, the upside down smiley. smiley, and the shoulder shrug. Okay, I like that. Next question: Please make a fart sound. Okay, I have to just make a fart sound. It doesn't have to be real. That's <laughs> what? That's not a fart. That was a little wispy fart. No. Yeah, it was. It was like no, a little. It was I wispy. I want you to make another one. That was a wispy fart. That's how I fart. That's how you do. Yeah, I go. It's not a. It's more of a. No, I can understand now why he broke up with you for farting like that in your sleep. That's horrible. I wanted like a real meaty one, like. You're like pretty good something at that. Like, no, mine come aren't, on. Mine aren't that cool. I understand. You're a lady. Like, yeah. I try to hold them in, and then when I can't hold them in anymore, that's what happens. Because Have you ever queefed? Oh, yeah. Who hasn't queefed? Um, me. I oh, mean, <laughs> darn it. I mean, I will hopefully someday, guys. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Is that, like, more embarrassing than the fart? No, because usually queefing happens like right after sex for me. Right, it's, it's like, really oh, like, this is a legitimate just, reason. Yeah, like this was happening, and it's like, ooh, and sometimes it's awkward after sex, but it also feels really relieving because you you can only imagine what it's like having a bunch of air stuck in your abdomen. I can't. Yeah, it sucks. Um, but it also is really relieving when you let one go when you've been holding it in. So uh, that sounds more like I can relate to that. Yeah, yes, yeah. man, I love queefs. I find them so hilarious. But I also understand why women would never want them to happen in their bodies at all. Next question. What's the least progressive thing about you? The least progressive thing? Yeah. Like, what's the thing that you're never going to, like, be cool with? You hate broccoli. You don't like uh, daylight savings. Can I say the president again? No. (laughs) Nope. Darn it. Uh, the least thing. That's least the least progressive. Thing. You don't. You hate the presidency. I hate yeah. the president. Um, obviously, no. I I don't know him personally, but you know, there's not the one least. thing that you're like. I don't want that to be around. I understand why people like it, but not me. Uh, it doesn't have to be think of very anything. weird or political. I can't think of anything right now. You I might have to come back. What to about that like one. apples? You don't like or crosswalks? Oh, or, you know what it is. Having snakes as a pet. Okay. Yeah, you don't want a snake. You're like, I don't, fuck people owning weird. reptiles. Like, they're fucking weird. Yep, I don't that's like not them. me. I'm never going to be a person that owns a reptile. Yeah. Kind of grosses me out. You're pretty non-progressive, man. I'm pretty I know so many people that would own a reptile. Girl, let them be free. Let them roam free That's in the true. Wild. We should Don't disrupt their natural habitat. Okay, last question. When was the last time you saw a boob in real life? A boob in real life? A male, female, don't matter. I mean, I saw my boyfriend's nipples this morning. Does that, that count? counts as a boob, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> so does. I saw him without a shirt. Mm. He's a pretty fine man. So it was nice. It was, it was like hairless. Nice. A lot of... He has a little bit of hair, but it's it's hair that's well done. Okay. Okay. It's, it's well trimmed. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. Oh, man. I wish I could see a well-trimmed nipple. <laughs> That'd be tight. Okay, guys, we're about at the end of this time. Woo! Woo! 
Lydia, yes. thank you for Thanks for on. having me. Man, Lydia, it. you're so amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Daryl. I think so. I think you're amazing. Well, throw out that social media. I will. Um, I, uh, you can find me at Lydia Shahid. Um, it's L-Y-D-I-A, last name S-H-A-H-I-D. And same thing for Facebook. Just uh, search that name. Yeah. And guys, definitely just follow her and follow me on the liner notes. You know what to do. Rate, subscribe, follow, all that bullshit. Yes. You've been listening to... Yeah.